You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hello and welcome to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Welcome back. It's the Week 11 preview show. Can't believe we're already at Week 11. This season is really flying in. Um, obviously, it's myself, Colin Kelly, yet again bringing you the show. Hopefully you're following us already on Twitter. It's at Overtime Ireland. And hopefully you're already subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn. Whatever you're listening to it on, of course, you can stream it on the OvertimeIreland.com website. And, of course, if it is your first time tuning into the show, welcome along. Hopefully you're going to enjoy this one. And hopefully, like all the others who are coming back to listen week in, week out, uh, hopefully you will subscribe. So we're going to be joined on the show today by Kevin Cadell. Kevin Cadell, everyone will know him from the Sky Sports NFL coverage, a major part of the NFL UK's uh, programming and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun talking to him. We haven't had him on the show before so looking forward to this one. Kevin also has a new book out, we'll talk a little bit about that and we'll be previewing all the week's action as well so looking forward to that in just a little moment. As always, uh, the preview show brought to you by OTI Fantasy Fives each and every week on OvertimeIreland.com. Brought to you in association with FanFeud.co.uk. Lots of games each and every week. Uh, pick five players, see the points roll in, register to play on OvertimeIreland.com. It's £3 to enter. You can also play for free, but unfortunately, if you play for free, you cannot win the overall cash prize, which is the completed pot of all of the people who enter. So get involved this week. OTI Fantasy Five. see if you can beat uh, the Overtime Ireland team, which hasn't been too hard as of recent weeks. I've come second a few weeks, third a few weeks, but haven't been able to get the job done. Uh, hopefully this week I can get that top prize uh, once and for all. So week 11, 11 weeks in, I haven't won it yet. So let's see how we do this week. That is OTI Fantasy Five's The best way to learn more about it is OvertimeIreland.com. So with the plugs out of the way, let's get straight into the Week 11 preview. Let's get Kevin Cadell on the show right now. Want to know who's going to win every NFL game this weekend? It's time for the OTI Weekend Preview. Joining the show now by Kevin Cadell of Sky Sports NFL coverage. I'm sure that's where most of the listeners in the UK will know him from. Uh, you know, Kevin, you're kind of the, the face almost of uh, the NFL coverage in the UK, and uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the, the show to talk to us. Hey, thank you, and um, thanks for the comment. But, um, yeah, good to be here, man. So, uh, um, the NFL, it seems to be getting better all the time. I mean, that's the, the good thing about it is that it seems to uh, be going from strength to strength. Yeah, obviously going from strength to strength, and uh, hopefully your studio guests will be going from strength to strength. Uh, a regular on with us here is Jeff Reinbold, and he has said that he'll be going back onto the Sky Sports coverage uh, in the coming weeks after the CFL's finished up, so looking forward to seeing him back on the screens too. But going through uh, this week's uh, slate of games, there's, there's some interesting ones coming up this week. We have the Denver Broncos traveling to Chicago. A few weeks back, we would have thought this would have been mm-hmm. a game that the, the Broncos really would have cruised into, but... With the way things have been in recent weeks, uh, Peyton Manning's going to sit this one out with a foot injury. Um, some of it obviously definitely down to the foot injury, other parts down to his quarterback play through four interceptions. Last week, Bros- Brock Osweiler coming in to uh, you know kind of relieve him of his duties. Do you think uh, Brock Osweiler is going to be an upgrade there? Do you think it's going to be you know more of the same? Or how do you see this one going? I think the Chicago Bears have more of a chance than we thought two or three weeks ago. Yeah, well, you know, with Peyton as well, you know, I mean, there's more to it than just a foot injury, yeah. as a rib injury, as an arm injury, and he's 39 years old, you know. So that's bad enough when you're 22 years old, you know, <laughs> you're trying to deal with that at 39 um, and, and with a with a, with a a very shaky offensive line. So, um, you know, there's some other additions in there with that. You know, with Brock, I think you got a guy who's bigger, stronger, a little bit more mobile right now in which they needed that quarterback position with the way that offensive line is playing. Um, you know, the thing with that is, 
I would say look for Vernon Davis maybe to be, you know maybe to become more of a weapon because you got a guy like that that's sitting on the bench that they they just picked up and really haven't found a use for him yet. You know, I think with, you know, with Brock in there, maybe they put a double, you know, two tight ends, you know, more for blocking. Yeah. Also, we got two tight ends, him and Owen Daniels can both catch the football. So now that makes them a little bit more explosive. And then also um, um, there's word that Sanders might not play this week. So you're going to have to have that other pass catcher in there. And I think, you know, you have to get at a, a weapon like Vernon Davis with a young quarterback you know, we, we, they say young quarterback needs two things, a running game, but you need a tight end. You know, and it, they don't have the running game. The running game has just been non-existent this year, you know, regardless of who the quarterback has been. You know, I think that if, if Peyton would have got some type of a running game that would have been able to help to complement, you know, what this offense is doing, but the running game has just been dismal. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, as far as being a consistent running game. Um, so I think, you know, with Brock, you know, we're going to find out. I mean, this is really, you know, I mean, we've only really seen him preseason and, and, and a little bit of, you know, scrap time. You know, really, you know, with Peyton Manning as a quarterback, you know, they could be one at 50 or nothing. You still don't get a whole lot of scrap time. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. this will be, you know, I mean, this will be his coming out party. You know, he's had an opportunity to learn from one of the all-time great masters of the NFL. And let's see what he's, you know, he's been able to sit in a room with him for three years now. Let's see. With uh, what he does, you know, and I, and I don't think we're going to know until we until they put him out there full time to see to see what he's capable of. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what he provides. Obviously, you mentioned there as well, Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, there had been a lot of word in the preseason about Cody Latimer and what he could do in this offense, and we hadn't really seen anything of him this entire season. And after Osweiler came in last week, he actually had four targets, so a couple of catches as well. We'll see if he gets more involved because uh, there was a lot of hype in the offseason. But you know what, though? Yeah, you know, yeah. What, what I've seen over the years is that usually, so in practice sessions, Cody and Brock work together and practice with each other. So now when you get them in the game, look for him to use that because yeah, yeah. that's a guy he's familiar with. We've seen a similar situation. With the, we've seen a very similar situation yeah, with the Cleveland Browns, with the uh, Johnny Manziel and uh, Tra- uh, Travis Benjamin. You know, there's a lot of connection with them. And then when Hoyer yep. has been in, there hasn't been a connection. So you see that there, players maybe that are on the fringe of the squad practicing more together, getting involved. So that's a very, very valid yeah, point yeah. from that standpoint too. Mm-hmm. The other side of this, the Chicago Bears. There's a couple of people coming back here, and it's possibly a grudge match. John Fox coming back. Obviously, he was their head coach up until last season for a couple of years. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see that. And then, you know, Jay Cutler, since he uh, was traded all those years back, it's his first time to go back and face them. So maybe a bit of retribution there, too, uh, in this one. It's an interesting one. Who do you think is going to pull out the win in the end in this one? Who? I mean, that's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, this is um, a tough I'd have to say, you know what, I'd have, I'd have to go with the um, Denver Broncos just because of their defense. Yeah, yeah. You know, if Brock could just take – if he takes care of the ball, you know, I think, I think the Denver Broncos defense – is better than the Chicago Bears' offense. And so, um, you know, if Brock just takes care of the ball, uh, Chicago Bears can be run on. Um, if he takes care of the ball, I just, I just think the Denver Broncos' defense is time for them that, you know, they know they're going to have to take the mantle, which basically they've been holding the mantle all season. You know, yeah. just um, I mean, they've done, they've done a tremendous job, even though the deficiencies that Peyton has been showing this year with the interceptions – the Denver Broncos defense is still held up. So if Brock can play without the interceptions, um, then, and, then I think then you jump his defense to the forefront. So I think from the from that point, I think the Denver Broncos defense. I think when you say, when you say the best unit that's going to be on the field, offensively, defensively, from both both sides, 
is that is the and the most dominant unit would be that defense of the Broncos. Yeah, it's amazing. Like three weeks ago when the, they went and they bet the Packers, shut the Packers down, we wouldn't have thought this game would have been any way close. But both teams trending in different directions the last few weeks. But I'm in agreement with you. I think the Broncos will just get a road win here, get over the line and move to 8-2. and two. Another game, in the talking about the Bears in their division, and this is a massive game coming up this week. 6-3 and three Green Bay Packers, 7-2 and two Minnesota Vikings. This game in Minnesota. Packers really, uh, the last three weeks I mentioned that Broncos game, have really been struggling uh, offensively. And, you know, we all know what's going on with Eddie Lacy. James Stark is going to start this week. But it, they have said Eddie Lacy should get that second series. But we'll see who can get hot in that game. But the Vikings last week with a huge win on the road against Oakland. Amari Cooper and co. could not get the job done there. And uh, Adrian Peterson with a monster, monster game last week. This game is really uh, very key, obviously, for the outcome of this division moving forward. The Vikings have a very tough schedule coming up the next four or five weeks with the Cardinals in there a couple of times and uh, the Seahawks as well. So we'll see who wins this one, but it's it's definitely going to be a tough match for the Packers. The Vikings are definitely the farm team going into this one. You know, there's no question about it. I mean, when you got a guy like Adrian Peterson who's um, doing this thing, but let's jump before we get to Peterson. Mike Zimmer has done a tremendous job coaching this football team. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, it's, you know he's taken the, the pieces that he has and he's made them so much better than what they were before he got there. You know, you look at the defense, the defense is number one in the NFC as far as points allowed. Um, they're playing tremendous football, and, and then that's what he wanted. You know, he wanted that key for that for that young man. He got, you know, he got defense, you know, and he has that running game. You know, so for a young quarterback, you know, he has those two those two ingredients that you like to have when you go offense and defense. That he has, a, you know, a strong defense that uh, – um, is good in all phases, and then you have that running game that uh, to complement that. So I think a lot of credit has to be given to the job that uh, that Mike Summer has done with this football team, as far as them being prepared every game for every opponent that they have to take on. Now going to Adrian Peterson in that offense, um, you know, is is you know AP early in the season had to get his feet under him, and I remember Sean Gill, you know, you know, talking about yeah. that that you know he just didn't seem to be the same AP. But, you know, we now we're starting to see Agent Peterson get his feet under him, and uh, he's getting better and better every each and every week, which basically is going to open up a lot of other things on that offensive side of the football as as the season goes on. Yeah, and he hasn't he hasn't really been getting in the end zone so much this season. He got in last week. But uh, if you look at what he's done in the, you know, the first nine games or the through these here weeks, he has almost a thousand yards already on the season and in this Packers game I think he needs something like sixty five yards to go over that thousand for the season. So quite incredible so far what he's done in, in this uh you know, his time back after last year's suspension. Obviously, the Packers have been struggling. Uh, wide receivers haven't been getting open. Run game hasn't been going. And the Minnesota Vikings, as you mentioned, that defense is not the place really to start getting it going. I'm a Packers fan, and this one is going to be tough watching. I think, from my perspective, the Vikings have won five in a row and uh, are one of three teams in the league who are unbeaten at home. They are four and zero at home. It's going to be a really tough week, I think, for the Packers and the Vikings. You know, can really control this division with a win here. So. Uh, unfortunately, uh, just watching Packers closely the last couple of weeks, I'm going to have to go with the Vikings one at home here because they are the more complete team and they're definitely the team uh, who is playing better at this stage of the season. Uh, I'm guessing you're going to edge the same way. Well, let's just say this: you know, <laughs> I like the Minnesota Vikings. I, you know, I like what uh, what um, the way that Teddy Bridgewater what he does on this offense. You know, his job is not to make mistakes. You know, some people think, well, they'll go, okay, he's having a hard time reading. You know, if it's not exactly, I mean, his his mo from North Turner is, if it's not guaranteed, it's not guaranteed. You know, and I think that's the way he has to play with this football team. 
you know, when you have the defense that they have and you have the running back that they have, you know, why put yourself out on the limb if you don't have to? Where some other teams have quarterbacks that have to put themselves out on the limb. But in saying that, it's hard for me to fathom the Green Bay Packers losing four games in a row. Yeah, well, I agree. You know, with it's, that. Just, you know it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's hard. It's just hard to to see that. And I agree with everything you say about you know the running game that they don't have, the receivers not getting open. But I just find it, I just find it real difficult to say that um, that they're going to be able to lose four games in a row. So I'm hoping that Minnesota wins. All right, I'm <laughs> on that side with Minnesota that they win. But I think the Green Bay Packers. I think the Green Bay Packers. Uh, for some reason, I just think the Green Bay Packers uh, get this one. Okay, so you're hoping the Vikings win, while I'm hoping that the Packers win. But I think that the Vikings will win. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's how we do. That's yeah, so we do. we'll see right, how it goes this week. It's going to be a very interesting one to see. Uh, it's a game I'm really. Obviously, looking forward to watching my team play, but it's going to be a tough one all around. It should be a fascinating game. Another game yep. this week that's going to be very, very fascinating to watch. The Cincinnati Bengals are traveling to Arizona, who are seven and two. The Bengals, obviously, eight and one. They picked up their first loss of the season last uh, Monday night, actually, to the Texans. So, one team coming off a loss, the other team coming off a monster road win against a divisional rival in the Seattle Seahawks. It's uh, this game is probably lined up as the game of the week. You know, two real powerful offenses, uh, two strong defenses going against each other. Who do you think comes out on top in this one? Well, the thing that stands out for me in this is that Cincinnati had won eight in a row. Yeah. Then they lose a the game. We don't know who Cincinnati are right now. Uh, I mean, we knew who they were. You know, when everything is going well for you, we know who you are. And I've seen it so many times where teams get streaks and then they lose that game. They wobble. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you know, so – Right now, for me, we just don't know. I don't. I don't know what Cincinnati, what Cincinnati team is going to show up. You know, in this game. But I, I mean, I like Arizona. Arians has those guys playing consistent football. They're coming off of a big win in Seattle. You know, and I think that was one of those cases because Seattle had basically owned Arians and Arizona over the last, uh, last three seasons. So I think that was a big win for for Arizona to be able to go to Seattle to get them knocked off and for Carson Palmer to play extremely well, for the running game to show up. Um, the defense was up and down, you know, in that one, which has yeah. been their strong suit for a lot of the season. But, um, um, you know, that you know when you look at it, they go to the locker room and they got the W. They're like, we don't care how we got it, but we, we did what we needed to do to get the W. So we know what we get in Arizona. We don't know what we're going to get from, from Cincinnati. So for me, you know, the coin is up in the air. I mean, this is one of those games that could be a preview of the Super Bowl. You know, that's a possibility yeah. that what this game, this type of game has. So for me, this, this one is a, the coin is up in the air on this one to say, you know, if you got to call somebody, I'd have to call Arizona just because I know what Arizona is all about right now. I don't know what Cincinnati is about coming off of a loss. Yeah, obviously they really struggled last week. Only two field goals in that game against the Texans, and the Texans' defense hasn't been a great unit all year, so that there was obviously disappointing. But you know what? You get a game like the, 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 the well, you got a team like Cincinnati. They're 8 0. They're going to play against the Texans. Yeah, they're dying. And a little then bit. next week, they got to play. Then they got next week, they got to play against Arizona. You know, they know Arizona is going to be tough. So maybe you overlook the Texans. Maybe you Very don't true. respect the Texans because they're in the AFC South, and the AFC South right now is dismal. So, you know, you have all those little things there that, you know, that could be, you know, possible reasons why um, they came out and performed the way that they performed. They just. You know, all of a sudden, you know, the pat on the back is something else. You know, <laughs> that's that's the thing. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, some people can handle the pat on the back, and, and some people can't. Um, you know, I mean, we've seen Denver. You know, and you know, they won their seven, and all of a sudden, you know, who who is this Denver team? So, 
So it, that, that's that's for me what stands out. You know, I just don't know how Arizona. Um, you know how Cincinnati is going to respond after getting that initial loss yeah that's very true Bruce Arians record as well since he's become the coach of the Cardinals is pretty much sensational at home and on the road in general this record is sensational but him and Carson Palmer have been a great combination uh, over the last two two seasons and uh, last week when they were on the road as well 39 points they put up against Seattle in that victory so I'm going to have to edge with the Cardinals as well I think they'll go to 8-2 and two, and uh, it's going to be a good game to watch Mentioned the Seattle Seahawks losing the but, last. But you know, I mean, before we before we yeah before we jump on, let's not forget, you know, Bruce has going up against you know he has a little mental rivalry with the Cincinnati Bills from being with Pittsburgh, yep. and also you know Carson Palmer, he's quarterback, yeah, you know, before Andy Dalton <laughs> came in and took his spot, you know, so there's you know that's another game where we have some um, you know some some heated rivalry in there as well. Yeah, Peter King done a very interesting thing. Just came out today on uh, covering. Uh, the preparation of games by uh, he had the subject was Carson Palmer and he was obviously showing about how he prepares for games his film study and that I'm sure he put in a few extra hours this week uh, getting the opportunity to you know to silence some of the Bengals fans I'm sure that'll be given some oh, chances no, uh, for sure yeah <laughs> the next yeah, game up sure. uh, the Seattle Seahawks obviously lost big time last week to the uh, to the Cardinals we just talked about but they're at home this week they're against the the 49ers the 49ers obviously got a win in their last game before the bye against the Atlanta Falcons and a game that I think pretty much everyone who watches American football was pretty much surprised at you know when they when they got that one do you think they crashed back down to earth in a major way I think if the Seahawks lose this one we can uh, you know put a fork in them for the season yeah I don't see the Seahawks I, I don't see the Seahawks losing in any any form or fashion in no. the ball game I just I just I just don't see it I, I think you know they know that you know it's uh you know put up a shut up time and San Francisco does not have the talent um you know that Seattle has out there and so I just think that you know Seattle they know that uh you know they have to do it you know it becomes where you know where you got to get it done and you got to get it done is you know you beat the teams that you're supposed to beat and they're supposed to beat um Seattle I mean San Francisco pretty easily so I think that uh, I think Seattle you know they you know they find themselves back on uh, on the winning track yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. Agree 100. Uh, percent Next game up, I mentioned the Falcons losing to to the 49ers. Still can't get around my head around that result. The uh, the Falcons are pretty much a paper tiger this season. You know they're six and three, but they've been pretty abysmal in some of some of those uh, losses, and they've been pretty lucky in some of those wins as well. They play the Colts this week. Andrew Luck obviously out for a very optimistic two uh, to a more likely six to eight weeks at the end of it. Uh, uh, obviously Hasselbeck getting the start here on the road in Atlanta. Um, you know the the Falcons have just not looked good in the games they've played. I, I've just been very surprised just overall. Of uh, outside of Julio Jones and Devontae Freeman, uh, Matt Ryan hasn't looked uh, that great this season. So the Colts on the road with Hasselbeck. Hasselbeck, of course, got two of those four wins that the Colts have this season with him starting a quarterback. So I, I'm going to go with the Colts here. I think they'll uh, roll into Atlanta, and I think they'll just about get over the line in this one. You know what? I think I have to I have to ride with you on that one as well. You know, with you know, especially with the coach with Hasselback, yeah. you know, back there as the uh, as the quarterback. I think that um, um, you know they're not losing anything. You know, I think you know when we saw you know them early in the season when they had to put Hasselback in there, that uh, you know, I mean, he's a veteran. He understands the game. He knows how to get rid of the ball. He's not trying to hold on. To, Hasselback is not trying to get hit. So he's like Tom Brady. He's trying to get rid of that ball as quick as he possibly can and let the guys get the ball and go create yards after catch um, with the football. Um, I think, you know, Frank Gore, 
should be able to have a decent game against Atlanta, which is going to make it um, a whole lot more opportunities, a whole lot more easier for, for Hasselback in this one. And you look at this Atlanta team, I mean, they started off so well. Um, like I said, you know, they were very fortunate in, in a lot of those victories, but they were still victories. Um, but they're just not um, playing good football in the last, you know, the last month or so. So, you know, I have to go with, the, you know, the Indianapolis Colts, the momentum, the mental mentality I think that they're starting to get. And, you know, plus they see they're in the fight for that division that, uh, you know, you know, you know, people can call it the worst division in football, but somebody has to win it. You know, it won't be a wild card coming out of there. Yep. Whoever wins it is in the playoffs, and once you get in the playoffs, it's anybody's game. Yeah, and of course, with the uh, Texans winning, as we mentioned uh, on Monday Night Football earlier, both those teams at four and five. So a little bit of pressure on the Colts going into this one to get a result this week, and uh, we'll be talking about the yep, Texans yep, next week. Sure. So, so I think I'm going to roll with the Colts in this one. Uh, next up, I suppose we'll just jump on yep. to that Texans game. They are at home. They face the New York Jets. The Jets five and four lost last week to the Bills at home, and go on the road now to a Texans team who we mentioned earlier about the game in Cincinnati, but they didn't look all that impressive themselves, although they did get the win, and as you just mentioned, it doesn't matter how you get it as long as you get that win. Um, the Jets, I've been impressed overall with how they've performed this season, but they didn't perform very well last Thursday night on Thursday Night Football. I think, looking at the two teams, I think uh, I'd have to go with the Jets overall in this one. Uh, Jets, Jets, Jets. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is going back. I mean, the Houston Texans would be so much better yeah. right now if they had Ryan Fitzpatrick, if they would have kept him as a quarterback instead of giving him away to the Jets. Yeah. Um, so I have to go with, I mean, the Jets' defense is better. It's, it's, it's a better defense than what, um, than what Houston puts out there. Um, I think they'll get after the quarterback this week. I think, you know, they have to be truly disappointed on how they, how they played against the, uh, you know, against the, 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 the Buffalo Bills and the England Patriots. You know, so I think the Jets are saying, you know, we, we it's, it's it's time to wake up and get out here and and go make this happen. Especially if they're going to stay in the hunt for the for the playoffs. You know, as that wild card thing is out there, yeah. it's still available. It's a, it's a game that they have got to have. And I just think that yeah, the Jets will come up with the game. Yeah, just have one pretty crazy stat. I'm just looking at here on my computer screen about this game. The Texans are tied for the lead in the AFC South, obviously as I mentioned a minute ago. But it's thanks to a defense that hasn't allowed a touchdown in ten quarters of NFL action. So. Uh, you know, that's something that I really didn't expect to be reading today. But 10 quarters is pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, so four games, basically. Oh, yeah, no question. Yeah. So they have yeah, really no stepped question. up in the I last few weeks. So the Jets, uh, if the Jets can put up some points, get some touchdowns, I don't think the, the Texans will have the firepower. Obviously, they have DeAndre Hopkins. But outside of that, there's not a lot going on for the Texans this season. The Oakland, yeah. Ra- the Oakland Raiders last week lost at home to the Vikings, as I mentioned earlier. They're 4-5. and five, And you mentioned the wild card race as well with the Jets. Well, the Raiders, if they want to get back into that, are going to have to win this week. And they go to play the Detroit Lions, who got that shock win in Green Bay last week. I still don't uh, believe too much in the Lions. They really did try in each and every way possible to give the Packers that win last week. Even Calvin Johnson failed to recover that onside kick. So with uh, the defensive situation of the Detroit Lions, although the Packers made them look quite good last week, the Oakland Raiders' weapons on offense, I think they're going to get back on track this week. I think they get a win on the road. But the worrying thing for them that will be the concern is obviously the traveling cross-country. This game will start off uh, if you were staying on Oakland time, 10 a.m. So it's uh, back-to-back road games for them, back-to-back early starts in the next two weeks. So that's going to be a bit worrisome for the Raiders, but I think they're just too strong for this Lions team. You know, I think it would be worrisome if you had, like... um 60-year-old players with Oakland Raiders, a bunch of young boys. You know, they, yeah, yeah. they, you know, they, young, they yeah. probably, probably up good to go by that time anyway, so you ain't that, that big of a thing. But um, I, I, I watching Detroit last week, you know, to come away with that victory, 
I mean, they celebrated like it was 1999, right? <laughs> um, I mean, they were jumping, and, they, and you just wonder if they exhaled yeah. because of that victory. Yeah. You know, and, and you got a hungry, young Oakland Raiders Jack Del Rio is doing a tremendous job with this Oakland team as far as getting them on 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 page offensively and defensively. Um, they weren't able to uh, to conquer the um, Minnesota defense uh, uh, last week, but I think the you know that Detroit's defense is nowhere near Minnesota's defense. So I think you know you can look for Crabtree, Cooper, um, Murray, um, uh, Carr. I think you can look for those guys to, uh, to to put up more than 14 points on the scoreboard. So yeah. um, in Detroit, they've just been so inconsistent. They don't have a running game. You know, I don't know what's happened to uh, Matthew Stafford and and, uh, and, and uh, Mr. Johnson combination. But you know, you have to like with um, with the Oakland Raiders how they're coming and and where they're going in the future with this Oakland Raider team. Yeah, Raiders obviously in this game are going to be without Alden Smith. He's been suspended this week for one year for uh, a violation of the substance abuse policy back in August when he was still with the 49ers. So the, the Raiders were expecting this to come down, but he's going to miss uh, the next 365 days of NFL action, so a loss there for them on the defensive side. You mentioned that they're all young guys, but uh, I guess they do have Charles Woodson who is <laughs> starting yes. to average up in years, but he's still getting the job done. He's playing like a young guy this season, so I guess we'll let him away with that one. The uh, Philadelphia Eagles last week losing to the Dolphins. Another shock result last week. They faced the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who won against the Cowboys at home. Buccaneers on the road. They're four and five this season. So uh, after getting that number one overall pick last season, things are starting to pick up. And it was that number one overall pick in Jameis Winston who got them the win last week with that rushing touchdown to seal the game at the end. The Eagles. It is really hard just to figure out what to make of them. Obviously, Mark Sanchez starting a quarterback in this with the shoulder injury to uh, Sam Bradford. It looks like they're going to be without uh, Ryan Matthews as well at the running back position with a concussion, so a bigger workload expected for DeMarco Murray, but it's just uh, it's not looking good for uh, the Philadelphia Eagles this season. It's really been a mixed bag so far, but both teams 4-5. and five. I think I'm going to have to edge with the Eagles to win this game, but they have not been impressed with what I've seen in recent weeks. Uh, obviously, they bet the Cowboys two weeks ago, but they weren't even that impressive in that, and the, the Cowboys have lost seven in a row now, so uh, it's hard to know what to make of that result. You know, and it's, it really is hard to know, but, you know, you look at last week's game against Miami, and it's like, I'm looking at Philly like they got this game. They got the game sealed. Yeah, I mean, I'm messing with Neil the whole time. Three, yeah, 16-3. Yeah, I'm, mess, I'm, I'm messing with Neil the whole time. Like, hey, you know, what's up <laughs> with your boys? Yeah. You know, and then next thing you know, they take the lead. But then Philadelphia has an opportunity before Mark Sanchez throws interceptions. Why was he even throwing it? I mean, he had to be from the coach's calls that yeah. they got him throwing the football. That all you know, even if you know, if they get a field goal, basically it's almost it's almost done and dusted. You know, so um, it's a lot of mistakes on that team, and I'm sure a lot of guys are looking at that from that point. You know, it's a lot of mistakes, coaching wise, playing wise, on this Philadelphia team, it's, and it's been consistently making these mistakes throughout the year. Now, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are four and five, but they could be. They could have a better record if they had a field goal kicker. You know, early Definitely. in the season, because yep. there are a lot of a lot of games where you know it came down to well, make a field goal. Would you please? You know, <laughs> and you know, I'm telling you, I mean, they could they could be sitting, you know, pretty good. Um, I think Jameis Winston has come along extremely well. Um, you know, doing I mean, up until that Dallas game, you know, with the you know he had a couple of interceptions, but he had yeah. four games in a row without an interception, so he was taking care of the ball. You know, and that's what I having two main guys out there all the time at their receiver position. Um, you know, so <laughs> this is a hard one to call. I, um, um, I, I'm going with Tampa Bay. 
Oh, yeah, I, just, I just don't trust Philadelphia. I don't trust. I don't trust them either, but yeah. I'm going to have to go against you on this one. Yeah. I'm going to, I think, at I'm home. Yeah. No problem. We still love, we still love this <laughs> conversation. I think, uh, I think at home they're just going to have to get it done. It's put up or shut up time. This division is still within reach, uh, obviously, with the it's Giants. Still, yeah. 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 So it's a, it's a big, big week for them this week. The Giants are on a bye, and obviously the Cowboys have been in pretty much turmoil. So we'll see how it goes, but I think it's put up or shut up time, and the Eagles have to get the job done, so I'll just side with them in this one. Yeah. Uh, another team that has to kind of put up or shut up, they, last week they played the Bears at home, and I thought that was a game they would have cruised to. They lost. The St. Louis Rams travelled to Baltimore, who are 2-7, and seven, and they are in pretty much a dismal mess at the moment as well. Uh, unlucky, obviously, last week to lose to the with that last-second field goal, or even no seconds left field goal, but uh, with the you know the false start penalty that should have been against the Jaguars. But the, the Baltimore Ravens have really nothing left to play for this season other than pride. The St. Louis Rams, if they want to have a shot at making the playoffs, need to win this week. Um, obviously, a quarterback change there as well. Uh, Nick Foles won't be starting this week. And uh, it's just, this game's not one that I'd, I don't think I'm looking forward to watching this one. I might try and give it a pass, but uh, I think the St. Louis Rams will get a win on the road here. <laughs> hey, it's a game where uh, both coaches have their work cut out for them. Yeah. You know, high ball actually get his guys back on track. Um, you know, he has a quarterback, but the quarterback doesn't have the receivers. Um, you know, their, their main guys are, are gone. He goes, that Joe Flacco is, is, is passing the ball to who and whom. Um, you know, the running game has been in and out. Uh, you know, they you know they have a chance to win last week, and, you know, their main defensive guy comes up with, come on, man, that's just kind of play that you just don't make. Pull the face mask. <laughs> Yeah. On a hail mary play, you know, yeah. which puts him in a position to win the game. Um, you know, you saw um, Jeff Fisher. Uh, I mean, basically have the, have all the guys on the team in a in a in a, in a huddle on the sideline, yeah. and he's ranting and raving, you know, <laughs> at these guys. You know, he you know he has some offensive weapons. Now he has to make a quarterback change. You know, who knows on this game here? You know, you got so many variables of negative. If you could turn the channel and watch a movie, turn the channel. <laughs> this is definitely one that uh, Game Pass was set up for, so you can switch <laughs> over, but uh, uh-huh. get the red zone going. Yes. But, uh, just a couple of games yep. to pass through before we finish up. There's not much to talk about okay. in the game with the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Diego Chargers. I think both teams, obviously the Chiefs getting a big win last week. Chiefs are traveling on the road again this week to face the Chargers, and the Chargers pretty banged up at wide receiver. Basically no offensive line, no running game out to the Danny Woodhead getting some screen passes. Uh, I'm pretty much giving up on the Chargers season uh, at this point and I think the Chiefs will get a, a win on the road and that'll be three wins in the row for, row for them if they do after obviously winning in Wembley uh, then they had the bye week played up in Denver last week and now they're going the road again so um, I think I'm going to go for the Chiefs in this one i got to go with the Chiefs as well you know, I think Andy's starting to uh, get a feel for this team and like you say all the problems that San Diego has and all the positives that Kansas City is rolling with right now so I have to go with the Chiefs uh, Dallas Cowboys, they travelled to the Dolphins. Uh, obviously, I mentioned earlier, they were 2-0 and when Tony Romo went down there, now 2-7. and seven. seven losses on the trot, and it's not been good watching for the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, they were missing Des Bryant for a huge amount of that time, too. They get Sean Lee back this week as well. But is Tony Romo the superhero to come in and save the day? Uh, I can't see them making the playoffs at this stage, but uh, what's your thoughts? My thoughts is I don't care who's quarterback in Dallas Cowboys this week. I don't see them beating the Miami Dolphins. Um, you know, I think Miami. You know, they, you know, they got that their little mojo going. That was a big victory for them. You Definitely, know, yep. to come out and beat Philly last week, and to be able to knock off another uh, NFC East team would be a, a big thing for for Dan Campbell and crew. So, um, you know, even if Romo comes back, Romo's been out how long? 
you know, yeah, seven months. weeks. You know, it's yeah. not you know you're not gonna you're not gonna come back and all of a sudden you know just all right we got Romo back now the light is on you know yeah. the light hasn't been on for a long time so you know Romo might come up you know you know when you turn the light on it's got to start with them before it gets bright so um, I don't I don't see I, I, I'm gonna have to go with Miami with the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you there as well. And in that division, obviously, I mentioned earlier, but we've, you picked the, against the Eagles. So if the Eagles were to lose that one, the Washington Redskins would really be in play for the division. The Giants are out this week on a bye, and uh, the, the Redskins, after their win against the Saints last week, 4-5 and five on the season. I've been shocked with their uh, turnaround since the start of the season, and they're starting to play quite well. They got Deshaun Jackson back, although he wasn't involved that much last week. The running game's looking very good. Although, let's uh, put a bit of a caution on it, they were playing the New Orleans Saints last week, and uh, everyone looks good against the Saints at the moment. Um, and they are playing the Carolina Panthers, and this is a different defense than that New Orleans Saints team. The Panthers 9-0, and and they're at home. Can the Panthers get to 10-0? I fully expect them to do it. Do you expect it to happen? Yeah, you know, my man Cam and crew, yeah. uh, um, but I, I think I think it's going the, the, the Washington's going to give them a, a tougher game than what they expect, um, you know. But uh, I, I just see Cam and them; they just make the plays. You know, they don't do it pretty. You know, no, you they Carolina, just get it done. You know, you know the, the wide the wide receivers aren't anything to write home about. You know, um, you know, Jonathan Stewart isn't setting the world on fire from the running back position, but they just get it done. They just they just you know, it's like I say, you know, you win an ugly or you win, it don't make a bit of difference. <laughs> you know, they, they they basically are the epitome of winning ugly because you just don't know week in and week out what they're going to do. So, I mean, I like the Carolina Panthers. I like how, you know, they've come on this season, how Cam has, uh, has matured and turned into that leader that you need to have and has put the team on his back and said, let's go. And, um, you know, and everybody is, uh, is, is rolling with Cam. So I, I like um, I like the Carolina Panthers um, in that one, but I think it'll be a tough game. Yeah, I think they're. Uh, yeah, I think they'll get over the line too. They're just doing enough each and every week. Each each part of the team, the run game, uh, the passing game, is just doing enough, and they're getting the job done. And with Cam Newton, you know, if you get anything short yardage, he's just going to push himself forward to get it. So he's a, he's having a phenomenal season. Yep. And there's obviously a lot of publicity around Cam at the moment. Every week, somebody's jumping on his case about something he does on the field. But I think uh, I've mentioned on our podcast a lot of times that he's just turning into a leader of this mm-hmm. team, and he's he's leading this team forward. So I think that the Panthers march on and. Uh, the last game of the week is uh, the New England Patriots 9-0 and against the Buffalo Bills 5-4. and It's in New England. This game's going to be a little bit interesting because obviously the injury to uh, Edelman this week. Um, but again, the Patriots at home, I think they're going to they're going to roll. And I think they're making 10-0. and So we could have them and the Panthers both at 10-0. and uh, Can the Bills upset the Patriots in that one? Well, we're going to have one undefeated team at the end of this joint, brother. Oh. Buffalo Bills are going to knock off the New England Patriots, all right? Let's get you're going that all one the way. correct. I'm from Buffalo, okay? All right, so I'm rolling with the Bills. All right, so look for the Buffalo Bills to knock off the New England Patriots. Yeah, well, it's very possible with that injury. Obviously, it's going to shake things up. Dion Lewis is going out. There's at some stage these injuries, like the Green Bay Packers, you know, at some stage these injuries catch up to you and you just cannot move the team forward. So, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting one to watch. And the Bills have been impressed. I've got that win last week. And they're, as, as we mentioned with the Panthers, when they are winning, they're just doing what they need to do each and every week. And a few weeks back, obviously, we've seen Sammy Watkins go absolutely nuts uh, against the Dolphins in a big win. And then last week, they win a different style. But LaShawn McCoy is running very well. Carlos Williams is having a great rookie season. So they have a nice combination there. If they can get that defense to stiffen up a little bit against the Patriots, you're definitely in with a shout there for your Buffalo Bills. Again, I uh, suppose I'll let you go for the Bills. I'll go for the Patriots just so we're into opposite okay, sides. Okay, you take the Patriots. I'll, I'll, I'll take the. Uh, I'll take. I'll take the Bills. 
And just uh, before we finish up with all the games run through, obviously, Kevin, there's an, you have a new book out about the the, it's the, the cradle of rocks, basically uh, your life story, kind of in other words, going from your time as a basketball mm-hmm. player, coach, and so on, into your role with Sky Sports. Um, where uh, where can the listeners uh, find the book, get the book, and uh, obviously then they can read the book. The Cato, C A D L E. Sorry, rock. play on words. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> it's not a problem. You know, and probably the easiest way to do it is to, is to, is to, uh, to go on Facebook and just put, you know, put in the link to Cato or Rock, and it will come up and uh, it'll give you some information about the book, where you can get it at. And, I mean, it's a good read. It's 400 pages. Uh, one, one of my buddies from Ireland told me he really likes it because it has pictures in it. Um, so I don't know what his reading skills are. Ooh, shots <laughs> so, fired. So, uh, but but it, basically, it basically is about the, um, you know, my – you know, coaching career coming over um, from um, I, I'm from Buffalo, but went to school at Penn State, coached in Texas, um, had an opportunity to come over here. You know, I, my, my deal was when I first arrived in Britain was only to come for a couple of years just to get a head coaching job, get some experience, go back to America and go back maybe to the college system. But I got over here and I just enjoyed the professional game. I, I enjoyed the, the case of making a deal of, you know, this is the money I can give you. You can you can come and play for me or not versus all the other stuff yeah. you have to do in the college game. So uh, I end up, you know, 30 years later, I mean, I've lived here longer than I've lived in the United States. Yeah. And it basically goes from my coaching career to um, to working in the Sky Sports with a bunch of stories, you know, in there about, you know, what happened while I was coaching um, and a lot of stories about, uh, you know, what is going on during my career at Sky Sports which I've been there. As a matter of fact, I've coached for 14 years but I've been at Sky Sports for 19 years so you know so there's a longer period of Sky Sports and even from a coaching point of view yeah it's amazing how uh, life takes in different directions but uh, we're glad to have you on the Sky Sports coverage and all the listeners I'm sure many of them are already following you on Twitter Kevin but they can follow you on Twitter as well it's at Kevin Cadell that's C-A-D-L-E obviously I will tweet out links for the book as well but uh, it's been a lot of fun talking to you running through the week 11 games it's hard to believe it's week 11 already but uh, thanks week for coming 11. on appreciate it and, yeah. and uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for having me as a guest I enjoy it hi this is former NFL offensive lineman Ross Tucker the host of the Ross Tucker football podcast and you are listening to the Overtime Ireland podcast so that's all the Week 11 action wrapped up there. Thanks again to Kevin for coming on the show. Obviously, as I mentioned, follow him on Twitter. It's at Kevin Cadell, and it was a lot of fun talking to him going through the action of Week 11. So I'm really looking forward to it Week 11, but I'm hoping that the Packers, uh, I mentioned there, I'm not too confident about them getting a win on the road against the Vikings. Hopefully they can get things turned around and get that W. So that's really going to be my game of choice to watch this week. But there is a few nice ones uh, to coming up this week. Obviously, I mentioned as well that Cardinals game against the Cincinnati Bengals is going to be interesting couple of them around the league. It'll be interesting to see how the Patriots also do this coming week uh, without Julian Edelman, who they're going to be missing uh, until the playoffs, basically at the earliest. So we'll see how that one goes as well. At the moment, uh, I'm trying to, um, after eating some uh, purple grape licorice, and I'm trying to get it out from between my teeth as I regard this. So it's uh, the second time I'm actually recording through this ending because the first time I was chewing a little bit too loudly. So Hopefully uh, you've enjoyed the show. Hopefully you'll go hit that subscribe button on iTunes if you haven't already done so. Keep following us on Twitter. It's at Overtime Ireland. And, of course, keep spreading the word as you have been doing fantastically the last couple of weeks, up in the numbers each and every show, up in the followers as well on uh, Overtime Ireland as well. So thank you very much for that. Check out OTI Fantasy Fives this week, and you can find that on OvertimeIreland.com, as I mentioned at the start of the show. Really and truly, um, with that all said and done, enjoy Week 11 and have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word.
This has been an Overtime Ireland production.